What's going on, FA Nation? Welcome back. Two-minute drill, week 14 of the NFL and fantasy football season. Mike, how was your week? How'd you do uh, with your playoff matchups? I think I was 1-1 one one in my limited playoff matchups. Uh, I managed to tinker myself off of the Cowboys' defense in DFS and uh, paid for that dearly. It was right there at the cut lines, but... Uh, was was you know maybe five ten points short, which the Cowboys defense would have got me. Right. Yeah, I had to bow out of probably my biggest league that I care about most. Like I, I locked up the three seed even lo- after losing Dak Prescott in a two quarterback league. I didn't have CMC most of the year. I lost Antonio Gibson last week. Lost Will Fuller to suspension. So over the last few weeks, it just seemed to really unravel for my team. But still in it in a couple other leagues, and we have some players that we need to talk about, especially Jalen Hurts. Uh, the Eagles stun the Saints. Uh, very surprising upset there. Hertz wasn't flashing necessarily through the air, but he becomes the second quarterback in NFL history, joining Lamar Jackson as uh, the only two quarterbacks to rush for 100-plus yards in their first career start. Uh, the Eagles finished the season against Arizona, Dallas, and Washington. Sounds like Hertz has a shot to start each of the remaining games. Uh, where would you rank him at the quarterback position over the final three games? It, we talk about the Konami code all the time, and, and you know he definitely has the path. The Eagles certainly seem willing to allow him to rush. The question for me is going to be, can that be maintained now that the genie's out of the bottle? You know, when you're an elite talent like Lamar Jackson, it, it takes a knee injury or, or something to stop you. Um, yeah, I don't think Hurts is that level. But he's probably got a couple more games here at the end of the year that that he can keep some semblance of rushing. I don't think you're getting 100 yards per week and a touchdown out of him. But, uh, you know, if he can give you 50 yards, coin flip on a touchdown, uh, that's that's a pretty good uh, ask. And, um, you know, uh, it's, it's so interesting that the Eagles look like such a competent team without a quarterback that was shooting themselves in the foot immediately and, and often. And the Saints looked like such a lost team without a quarterback that can take any risks. So mm-hmm. um, those are two things that, that need to get figured out in a hurry with, with playoffs uh, looming large. Because, you know, if, if Breeze isn't back or isn't what he was, I don't think Taysom Hill gets you very far in the playoffs. Probably not, no. Um, I heard some mixed reports Sunday morning. It sounded like, you know, there were some reports saying that Jalen Hurts – you know, he has the opportunity to start the remaining games for the Eagles. But at the same time, I was also hearing that, you know, given Carson Wentz's contract, you know, the team does anticipate him sticking around long term. Do you think that maybe we have just seen the last of Carson Wentz in Philadelphia finally? It's hard to say. They really like him. The, the regime likes him, both the GM and the coaching staff. The only way I see them parting with, with Wentz is like, let's say Indy overwhelms them and it wouldn't take much to overwhelm with that contract, but like a late first, maybe a second round pick. It's hard to say no to that, but um, unless they feel that Hertz is at least, you know, has the opportunity to be their full-time quarterback for years to come. It's really hard to give up on a quarterback, even with everything that Wentz has had, uh, you know, it's a, it, there's a reason they've, they've gone back to him all year. They've tried to get him right. Um, I don't know why they just didn't fake a back injury or something and just say, like, he needs to miss two or three weeks. And then mm-hmm. 
see how Hurts panned out, and and you know maybe if you had to say oh, we're going to shut Wentz down the rest of the year to make sure he's healthy, and then you know you have camp competition, but uh, that's not what they did, and and now they've got that that problem to figure out. It'll be interesting, but I, I get the feeling that that he'll probably get one more shot at the Philly gig. All right, Derrick Henry had another monster game, and he now has a 180-yard lead over Dalvin Cook for the rushing title. Assuming he wins yet another title, uh, does he become the first overall pick in fantasy next year? He's durable, has ridiculous upside almost any given matchup. And, you know, with all the first-round busts from this year, you know, fantasy is a very reactionary sport. Um, I'd be surprised if we saw Christian McCaffrey go number one. I mean, granted, in the three games he's played, he's had six touchdowns. Um, but given given just the stability and, and the safeness of Derrick Henry, is he the number one overall pick next year? It's probably close to it. You know, I, I think you might see some uh, flip flopping there between those two guys, and it's probably the maybe least Dalvin consensus. Cook. Yeah, Dalvin Cook is in the conversation. You know, I, we'll see what the offseason holds for each of these gentlemen. But uh, yeah, I, I think for the first time in a long time. Those first few picks will be very fluid. Um, you know, for me, I I do worry. You look at the the workload he's he's coming off of back to back seasons, and that's proven statistically to be a problem. I think he's built different. I think he's a different person and player. But uh, it, it just at some point the punishment takes its toll on you. All right, moving on. Uh, Deshaun Watson had a pretty rough day. Uh, no Will Fuller, no Brandon Cooks, no David Johnson. To his credit, he completed 70% of his pass attempts, but, I mean, he only attempted, I think, 30 or so. Finished with 219 yards, a touchdown, 38 rushing yards, but he was sacked six times. Uh, given that it's do or die right now in the fantasy playoffs, would you possibly play a streamer over Deshaun Watson? They have Indianapolis next week. Would you maybe even go Jalen Hurts over Deshaun Watson, or is that getting a little too cute? Such a hard thing to say. I always tend to say that that's getting too cute. You know, you've got a guy of Watson's talent. He can get it done with his legs. Um, We've only seen one week out of Hurts. So, you know, in the playoffs, my instinct is to go with Watson. Don't don't beat yourself. But if you're up against it, let's say you're facing the number one seed. They have a powerhouse team. And, you know, you can't afford to have a – 12 or a 15 out of Watson, you need a, a guy that can get you a rushing touchdown along with a passing touchdown or two. Maybe you do roll the dice on Hertz, but I would only do it if you're up against it. All right. Even on a bad day. And we we've, I feel like we uh, haven't really talked about the Kansas city chiefs enough. I know we allude to them, but we've never really dedicated a solid two to three minutes on them. But even on a bad day when he's picked off three times and had one of the worst sacks you will ever see. It looked like a 25 to 30 yard loss. Uh, Patrick Mahomes still throws for nearly 400 yards and a pair of touchdowns. Do not talk about that. We don't talk about this team enough, but I mean, they speak for themselves. They have a high powered offense. They're the defending Super Bowl champs. They're back in first place in the AFC and they look prime for another Super Bowl run. Uh, I really want to talk about Travis Kelsey because he's on pace to easily break George Kittle's receiving record for most yards by a tight end in a season. Do you think that Travis Kelsey, given that we don't really have significant depth at tight end, do you think he's like a late first-round pick next year? Yeah, yeah, pretty easily. Um, You know, Kittle, he's probably there in the second round, and, and, you know, he'll be probably close to the second-round turn 
given what the position is and his ability to go off big time. But uh, I, I think Kelsey has shown, you know, the dependability uh, to, to to be that first round pick. And um, I mean, I, I'm maybe misremembering this, but does he lead the league in passing receiving yards? Let me. Um, he leads the league in receiving yards, twelve fifty to DK Metcalf in second place at eleven eighty. You know, for a tight end to do that, um, that's craziness. Uh, Jonathan Taylor and David Montgomery. Uh, these were two guys that five, six weeks ago. I mean, just last month. You know, we were talking about how inconsistent they were. Didn't look like they were just good running backs in general. We knew that the schedule was going to get easier, but now you know these are two guys emerging at the at, at the best time to possibly break out. I mean, is it safe to say that these two, these two guys are probably going to finish the season as top ten running backs? It's trending that way. Yeah. Uh, you know, Montgomery's getting fed. They don't really have an option uh, in Chicago. You know, Taylor. That was kind of always the problem was that he was not getting the lion's share. Um, for a bit there. And, and then when he, even when he was, uh, you know, he, he was, was running kinda, like pretty much into his offensive line. Yeah. He just hadn't found his groove. And, you know, the big meme this week was you love to see the vision from Jonathan Taylor finding the hole. And it's like, you could fit, you know, four trucks through it. Um, yeah. but you know, he did show that four, four speed bursting downfield outrunning, you know, uh, defensive backs. And, and, you know, that's, that's something that can't be underrated. Um, you know, so the identity of the Colts, I think, is going to to run through him. They're going to want to keep Philip Rivers from costing them the game, uh, if at all possible. You know, on, only call on him if needed. So um, Taylor, Taylor's definitely trending in the right direction. And David Montgomery, you know, uh, everyone dogs on him, but he is a hard runner and uh, a team that doesn't really want to pass the ball either. I don't know how you let him go 80 yards and how you don't catch him because he does not have very, very high end straight line speed. But, you know, the Texans have kind of quit. So uh, that's the kind of thing that happens when you when you play AFC South opponents that are out of it. Uh, Calvin Ridley in Julio Jones absence uh, had a huge game, eight catches on 12 targets, second straight game with double digit targets, actually four straight games with at least nine. Found the end zone, 124 receiving yards. He's now past 1,000 receiving yards on the season, and he has eight touchdowns on the year. Uh, he shined once again uh, with Julio Jones out. Uh, I know you wanted to talk about Calvin Ridley, so I'll let you go off. Right, yeah. Uh, if Julio misses games, Calvin Ridley has been just dominant. Um, he's he's top 10 in the in air yards this year. Um, you know, when, when Julio is out, he averages – something like it's always over a hundred yards around seven catches and a touchdown. So yeah, the the Falcons have been (laughs) the same team they've been for a while now. They, they end up getting behind. They have to throw the ball. They need to go to one of their two big guys, either Julio or Calvin Ridley. And when there's no Julio uh, it's the Calvin Ridley show. Russell Gage is a nice complimentary receiver, but he can't do the same things. Uh, They're, you know, their wide receiver three, Laquan Treadwell had a couple spots to shine this past week, but, you know, I, I don't see him being a factor down the road, and I don't know why they, they don't like Hayden Hurst. But yeah, I don't either. That blows my mind. Everyone just thought he was going to step into the Austin Hooper role, and he's had 
nice plays at times. Yeah. But you definitely think when Julio's out, like, he maybe becomes the number two or, like, 2A. But yeah, it's just I, shocking how they can't get him going. I thought he was going to catch a touchdown this week, but uh, you know, he, he's maybe just not good. You know, he came into the league as an old rookie, and that's never a good thing. Mm-hmm. We, we maybe bought into the hype a little too much on that one. All right, week 15, uh, semifinals for a lot of fantasy leagues. What game are you looking forward to? It's actually a really interesting slate. We got Chargers, uh, Raiders Thursday night, That'll two games fun. on Saturday. What's that? That'll be a fun one, Chargers, Raiders. Yeah, pretty so. I mean, the only thing I'm worried about is the fact that it's a short week. Um, I am a little worried about Derek Carr. I feel like he's kind of reverting to old habits with some of his turnovers lately, but still a two-game slate on Saturday, uh, typical slate on Sunday. Uh, which game are you looking forward to the most? Jags-Ravens. Uh, I, I think anytime you can get uh, your, your players going against Jacksonville, it's a good thing. Uh, hopefully they, they, they can run up the score a little bit and make the, the Jags chase some points. Um you know, we'll, we'll see what's going on with them at quarterback. Um, they've had some struggles, but, you know, hopefully that is a, a little bit of a shootout there. Do you think it's potentially a breakout game for J.K. Dobbins? It seems like everybody can run on Jacksonville. They've they've been trending towards Dobbins as the season has gone on, especially with Ingram, yeah. uh, his injury, and then uh, he had COVID, right? Mark Ingram? Yeah, he and Dobbins, I think. Well, I can't remember if they tested positive or if they were just part of that. Close um, contact. Yeah, yeah, close contact. Um, but, yeah, you know, uh, Dobbins has been the talent in the backfield. He just hasn't got the opportunity. And, and uh, you know, it's starting to happen. It, tonight they, they haven't really had a chance to run the ball, uh, only in the just starting the second quarter as we record. So mm-hmm. we'll have some more information there. But uh, hopefully he's the guy that, that does the, the heavy lifting and – Continues that into next week in a cushy matchup. Uh, real quick, Cam Akers had a huge game last Thursday. He's got the Jets this week. Do you think he has another 100-plus yard performance in him? You know, the Jets are usually decent against the run. You tend to have to throw against them. So uh, I may be a little bit skeptical, uh, especially if you add in the fact that, you know, they, they might mix in Malcolm Brown. They might mix in Daryl Henderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just don't know where they're going each week from from a distribution standpoint. So, you know, I'm probably I probably want to see another week out of out of Acres getting the consistency um, before I I bite. All right. Well, Mike, thank you so much for your time. Best of luck to you in Week 15. Best of luck to the FA Nation.